Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Would you be cautious or comfortable taking your child to a playground? Now, they will reopen in Dublin City, by the way, by the end of the week. And I'm assuming around the country in Limerick and Galway and Cork as well. I would like to think so if uh, the county councils out there are going to make the same announcement. But the city council has said it could not reopen its 100 playgrounds because it could not provide supervision. And this is when Leo had announced last week that they would. But responding to the request from central government, Chief Executive Owen Keegan said that playgrounds will be reopening Uh, on a pre-COVID basis. So they'll be opening, I believe, by the end of this week. He said in relation to cleaning, and uh, the advice was that each piece of equipment would have to be cleaned after the child was on it, and that's just not feasible. Mr Keegan said that as a result, there will be no supervision, no cleaning, no guarantee of social distancing, no uh, guarantee that children will be accompanied by adults. In other words, you might be there with your child, but some other kid might not have his parent there, which is perfectly fine in the playground. So he'll be hanging out of your child, hugging your child, kissing your child, uh, and touching the same slide and swings that your child will be touching. He said the parents need to decide if they want to take the risk. Around 70 of the playgrounds are in parks, and the remainder are are in flat complexes. Into flats. And in a statement sent from Dublin City Council, they say Dublin City Council will be reopening our playgrounds tomorrow. That's today, by the way. Under the same arrangements as prior to COVID-19, the playgrounds will not be supervised by our staff. However, there will be clear signage regarding the need to adhere to social distancing and hygiene requirements. Uh, But the key supervisory responsibility will rest with parents and guardians to ensure compliance. So, are you willing to take a risk? Now, I personally don't believe there's a huge risk at all. Unless, of course, your child is going back to a grandparent who might have an underlying condition or a parent who might have an underlying condition and there's a slight risk. But then again, according to our own chief medical officer and the fact that there's very few actual cases in the community, the chances of that are probably slim to none anyway. So, realistically, the chances are very, very low of anything actually happening. But... I'm reading parents online. I'm not sending my child to a playground unless there's social distancing and sanitizers and people supervising it. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Nigel? How are you, Nigel? How are you? <laughs> Would you, you know be... when you're giving out, Nigel? You know when you're giving out when you do that, Pete? Why do you always do it in a Dublin accent? Why I do, do because, I'm from, accent? because I'm from Dublin, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> All right, I'll do it in a Cork accent, so when I buy... <laughs> That's much better. Thanks very much. I'm not sending my child by to any playground. I can't do a Cork accent. I can't. I can't. Okay, so Nigel, would you have a problem? I mean, they're opening from today, I believe, but there's no supervision, no hand sanitizers, and you know, and anybody and teenagers can hang around them like they used to, I suppose. So, I mean, would you have a problem bringing your kids? No, no, wouldn't have a problem. You wouldn't, so it wouldn't bother you no, at all. I don't think it would. No, no, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't really do it anyway, so they're not really missing out. Yeah, right, okay. There, 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 there isn't a, in, the, in the town I live in, there isn't a council playground. Oh, is there not? No, there's a playground that's adjacent to the local um, leisure centre. Right. That's owned by the leisure centre. Yeah. It has the use of swings and slides and climbing bars and monkey bars and all that crack. Yeah. But it's not actually council-owned. It's the, the only council-owned property, if you like, for kids in Newbridge, where I live, is the skate park. Yeah. To put a new skate back in there, I, you, you probably don't know Newbridge, but beside it, the, the local Tesco. Yeah. 
I know. I like. Have they, the skate park in Swords where I live? They put it in years ago. There, they're probably the, all pretty similar. Yeah, pretty the kids loved it at the time, but yeah, then, kids, then all of a sudden they abandoned it. it. You know what I mean? So. They're back in and now. I mean, they're, I, I, I drive by there like every day. The, the kids are back in the skate park there, floating around on the, yep. you know, the scooters and, and skateboards, whatever they like to do. And, and but, yeah, so, but kids, kids don't adhere to social distance, and they don't give no, a shite about social they, distance. They don't give a shiny shite about no. it. They never did. Why would they? The kids. Yeah, kids, kids naturally I don't kids, expect it's, it's, a five-year-old to stay two meters from another five-year-old. Move down a swing there. Move down a swing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in me space. Only every third swing can be used. You're, you're me. And one person must be at the bottom of the slide before the next person attempts to climb the ladder. And being on, you know the yoke that goes around the circus man. Oh, yeah. being on that and just being, there's only one man on it there's yeah. no way to I love that joke I, I get sick I feel sick after it oh, it's horrible. It's I have to say I like to go to a playground as an adult I love sitting on swings and going on those roundabouts I love it I, yeah, I bring the kids I do I have, I have, I have brought them on the odd occasion though, but as I say it's pretty small and it's pretty yeah well, why, why do you say you'd be cautious how would you be cautious I suppose just you know I, Probably packing a baby wipes now, give it a rub. But you probably should be no. doing that anyway. We all probably yeah. should have been doing that anyway. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I suppose we'll take out of this well. So Absolutely. I think the Do you know, the best scientific evidence in the world is wash your bloody hands. You know what I mean? I it really I, is. I, I think if everybody's hygiene level rises a bit, I think we'll be a better nation for it anyway. Now. Do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, do you know, have you noticed, by the way, the huge drop in the amount of people getting coughs, colds? And the, by the way, statistically, there, there's figures out for it now. Very few people are getting colds, flus, uh, coughs, uh, chicken pox, measles. There's a massive drop and even STDs. There's a massive drop in all these things because lads and ladies are not getting out to do their dirt we're with somebody else. Yeah, we're not mixing, we're not mixing. Well, it's like with everything else. I mean, touch wood. My kids are home since, like, March. Probably, what is it, 11, 12 weeks now? Yep. And they haven't needed a doctor in that time. Because they're not mixing with other human beings. But unfortunately, the fact is, they have to go back out and mix with them again. You know, in a normal year, like, which is... We have never gone 12 weeks without having one of the kids. Oh, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? I had young kids, Nigel. I remember one stage of my son, uh, who's now 24, Curtis, you cost me a fortune. I remember when he was like three, I felt like actually getting my wages paid directly into the, the oh, local chemist. Oh, you're a gold card. <laughs> I'm a gold card for the chemist. Yeah. Really because he had more ear infections and nose infections and ear, all sorts of throat infections. Oh, my, my kids have had throat infections. I know, throat yeah. Infection, throat infection. But in the last 12 weeks, as I say, touch wood, it hasn't cost me. But look, that, well, look, that's a good thing because human beings pick up antibodies from doing that. You know, we, we build up a resistance. Linda, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Linda? Hi, Niall. How are you? Will you be taking your kids to the playground if they want to go? Absolutely. Niall, I'm an SNA. I've been home since the 12th of March and I work with children. And the children have suffered during this day. Of course they, they were have. made feel like they were carrying the virus. If people saw me walking with my children down the street, they were crossing over as if they were going to get it by just seeing the children there. I know it so, was it was I like chili chili banger, chili chili banging with the ch- children and the child catcher. Crazy. <laughs> but Niall, it's, it's absolute chaos. Even trying to plan okay. getting back to school, we we're being made feel we won't be with the same children. This whole there's no clarity about. We just need to let the kids go back to normal. Yeah. You know. The poor children feel, you know, scapegoated. Well, I I don't understand the the caution that we're having around children still at the moment, because if we look at the scientific evidence, and it seems to be there's no jury on this one anymore. I mean, even Mm -hmm. the WHO have said today people who are asymptomatic are not carriers, and it's rare you would catch it. 
We know yeah. now that children are not carriers. We know now the risk of children passing it on is extremely low. So just yeah. let them go back to school. We, we have to because mo- a lot of children, especially I, I work with special needs children, it, we're, they are really being punished. And some of those children, I work with children that were non-verbal, that would have had to really, really came on since September. And to leave them now all of the weeks, they're going backwards. They're, they're know, regressing, yeah. Yeah. you know. And But the children, a playground's a playground. I mean, I'd be very cautious anyway with hand-washing beforehand, just yeah. with my job. But sure, let your kids have a bit of hand sanitizer after they've been in the playground. Like, my kids think it's great. They're able to go out. They're able to go around playing with each other. Yesterday, we went to, like, a local park. And people were just happy to be out, you know? Yeah. No, it is, it is really, great. It is great to see people out. And I believe, by the way, the uh, legislation, for those who didn't know, uh, well, you might have noticed there's no checkpoints around. The legislation no which gave the guards the power to stop people and ask them where you're going, I believe that expired. They didn't tell you about this, by the way, but I think it expired last on Sunday at midnight. So, yeah. so they don't actually have the right to stop you and ask you no, where you're going you know, anymore. You know, the only kind of, the, the only kind of, not worry, but parents kind of congregating around the playground. But I think most people, it's drilled into us now to keep apart and just let the children go out and play. Like, no, I mean... Honestly, they're children. They, and, and they're children. not going to social distance. They're not going to do no, those things. Niall, I have to, like, I work with children that, you know, they're, they're nearly on top of you. And that's just the nature of our job and working with children with needs. But, like, I take the risk. They're only children. You know, like, I can't wear full PPE going into a classroom. No, you, you know, couldn't. Or changing nappies. Like, you terrify the life out of no, them. No, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I know we, we recently spoke to those involved in the creches. We need to get children back in creches if they want to be. Look, you know, children... Catherine Sapone is absolutely on a different planet. Oh, yes, I think children, so. children, like, if she was to see and work with children... It's not possible, especially children with needs. Like, it's completely different. But you, you did, did, see, did you see the plan for the crashes? That they wanted children to be four children in a cube without, with social distancing. And I'm going, you're having a joke, aren't you? This is just not no, going like to work. One, like a little puppy park. You know, four here, four there, four. It's not possible. <laughs> puppy park. <laughs> puppy park, it is. I honestly, I think her ideas on Leo Vradkar's uh, speech from Lord of the Rings, I think somebody's having a bit of crack with the government. I really, I think somebody's saying we'll just do this for the crack. I want his next speech to include where we're going. We don't need roads. That's what I want. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. Thank you very much, Linda. i got to go to a break. Thanks very much indeed, Nigel. Linda wouldn't have a problem at all. And she believes, of course, and she's right. Let's get the kids back to school. She also believes those kids, particularly those kids with special needs, are missing out dreadfully because some kids are grand at home. They can pick it up. They can get in contact with their teachers and do their homework and do the stuff they're meant to do at home. But kids with special needs find that so much more difficult. They need need that one-to-one from an SNA and they need that one-to-one from a special needs teacher or in a reading unit or whatever they happen to be. I and mean, they've missed out. And I, she's right. They have regressed. And I feel so sorry for those parents with the children who have special needs. We need to get children back to school. And this idea that the teachers' unions, I believe, are going to hold this up for a fear that maybe teachers might catch COVID-19, considering what we know about the virus at the moment, at the moment, I'm saying with the Chief Medical Officer saying it's not in the community, so the risk is very low. And if a teacher is elderly or is at risk, well, maybe they should obviously have the right not to go back to work if they don't want to, and the state should continue to pay them. Peter, you're on Classic Gates. How are you doing, Peter? Hello, well, how's it going? Good. Yeah. Peter, um, you were you kind of went to the playground yesterday with your son, even though it was closed. Yeah, I took the two boys out yesterday. They were, they were an awful form, but... I was assuming they were open, they were meant to open yesterday. 
Yeah. And well, they were. Leo so said on Friday they'd open on Monday, but then the councils, the city councils, all went, well, hold on, we're not going to staff them. Yeah. So. <laughs> then I had, to go, I had to go pick up a doggy door, and I went to pick up a doggy door, and my son's seen um, Smith's. And I was like, well, we can't go in there today. And then the oldest boy started crying. And I said, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll drive up here and see if these parks are open. Right. So I drove around two or three different parks. And then I got up to Black Rock Park, just far out of Dundalk. And there was loads of people sitting around the park, no one in the park. And then there was um, a couple of teenage girls in the park just sitting there on the phones. They didn't care. And it was yeah. just right there. Right. And my son started crying. He seen the big signs and the oldest boy and the boy with autism was just going to break the gate down to get in. Right. So I just lifted them over and let them play away. Right, okay. And then the other parents kept coming over to me saying, oh, is it open? And I was like, listen. <laughs> it's whatever you make of it really, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, <laughs> if you want it to be open, it is. <laughs> yeah, and a, a one woman, she had like a, a, a fractured arm, she asked me, now I'd be, I'd be a wee bit sort of hesitant but she asked me would I lift her son in, and I did. And I left him in, and, left, and there was about 10, 15 kids in the park. In, in a locked playground. In a locked playground, yeah. Yeah, but she looked, they were doing do no harm. My, yeah, do you know what? My kids were, like, completely different children after. And they're social. I noticed watching them. They were completely antisocial. They had no social skills. And then by the end of the park, they were all... He had, my oldest boy had made friends with every child in the park. Mm-hmm. And he was giddy and he was so happy and he was like, I'm so happy this is nearly over. And I I know it's an awful thing to say, but like, I just, at that moment, I didn't care. No, I understand. And I think kids, it's very, I mean, this we're not really thinking of children too much. I mean, the lockdown, as adults, obviously, we understand it, but it's still causing a huge problem with loneliness and isolation and everything else. But kids need to be with other kids. They need social yeah. interaction. They need to get that b- burst of energy out of their body. They need to be running around making, you know, messes yeah. and doing things. That's what kids do. That's I what we all do as kids. will notice that their children are going to be socially awkward after this. Like yeah, just I, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I I couldn't believe my 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 um, youngest boy who's four. He is he was diagnosed with autism. He wouldn't play with anyone else, and we would walk. Well, so what's hard ra- what's wrong with him, Peter? When you say he's diagnosed with autism, what 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 has he got under the umbrella of autism? Well, I'm not actually quite sure what okay. what they said it was because I I disagreed with it a couple okay. of times because I thought he just needed speech therapy but he's and was he a bit, of, is he a bit hyper or is he just lack concentration no or no he, he's very socially distant he doesn't really um, interact with other children right okay he has, he's a few wards but not many okay but he was doing really well with school and stuff and we were getting you know there, there were, he, he, he's on a schedule and all that and he was doing really really well but yesterday when I took him to the park the other boy was making friends with everyone but he just wanted to be beside the fence because I didn't go into the park I just stood at the fence um, he just wanted to be at the fence with me and right, okay. he just kept asking to go home and every time someone screamed he was holding his ears his sensitive ears okay, he finds it difficult to deal with those situations yeah, yeah and I was so I was so upset and the reason I was upset is I, I had no problem with the lockdown or any of that sort of stuff and and I know with the man in America that died and it was awful sad but I see all these people out protesting and they're not doing the social distancing and they're all standing together and you know and I'm yeah like, no, no I, I, can, I can understand I can absolutely understand why you feel like that all I to take the child to the park yeah 
because I know that will just make them better. And then I took them to the took them to McDonald's drive-through on the way home, and I tell you, it's like having different children. It was the best day they've had in three months. Yeah, and, and the oldest boy said it to me. He says, "This is the best day ever." And he's been to Disneyland. Yeah, because because they've forgotten what three months ago was like. Anyway, exactly. So, yeah. I took them to Disneyland two years ago, and I never said that. And I took them to a park and done dark. And the McDonald's, and the, it was the best day ever. <laughs> I know, kids are strange like that, isn't it? You could spend thousands to entertain them, yeah, exactly. and then give them a cardboard box, and they'd be much happier. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, give them the box. Well, it's not, I'm delighted you did it, uh, even though it's illegal, but I'm delighted you did it, and I'm delighted the kids had a good day. And look, I believe the playgrounds are going to be open from today, and you wouldn't have an issue bringing them to the playground if there was no kind of sanitization or... It's, no people there to keep in oh, no. so listen my the the boy with autism he goes out into our garden and he's picking up grass and God knows what which well, wasn't that the thing your mother used to say because I was so protective of my first child that I used to be washing his hands constantly all the time and my mother used to say would you let him get dirty let him pick up diseases he needs to build up an immune system well, that, but that's funny but people used to say that but it's true it, well, it is true as human beings we do need to build up our immune systems but stay there for a second because Mary you're on Classic Kids how are you doing Mary Hi. Uh, you wouldn't feel comfortable bringing your kids to, a, or grandkids, sorry, to yeah. a, a, a park, no? No. Well, I know my children wouldn't let them at this stage because we really don't know enough. And for all I know, or they know, that uh, the people who'd be taking their kids to the park could have been on the march the other Saturday. Um, we, we just don't know. We could have another three-week wait, do you know what I mean, after that gathering of people. Plus the fact my one of my children's a teacher, and uh, she's obviously she's doing the online teaching, but she goes for a walk past the school every day and she meets parents at a social distancing. And one of the kids in her class, eight, nearly nine, um, caught it, gave it to the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. And When was uh, that? When was that? That was some time ago, was it? it that was at the, the start of lockdown. The start, yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, we're saying that kids don't carry it. We're saying kids don't pass it on. Yeah, they do in certain instances. I mean, Rarely, it seems. It, well, it hasn't changed since lockdown, the fact that the kids... Well, it, did, well, it has, because, because I remember the start of lockdown, yeah. kids were kind of seen as some sort of social pariahs oh, when, know, when it came to this disease. I'm not saying we should dismiss it, but certainly the evidence from around the world and the scientific data mm-hmm. in relation to contact tracing has found no evidence of a child passing it on to an adult. So, no, I, I mean, what do we... Contact tracing either. I, I believe very, very little. The only things that I believe believing now is what I actually see and what has occurred. I don't believe in anybody's... Okay, so what, what have we seen in this country? What we've seen, sadly, in this country is the people that we should have protected, those in mm. care homes. Uh, oh, 1,060 of them, out of the 1,670 people who have died uh, have mm. been in care homes. Out of the remaining, you know, 500 or so, the majority of those, sadly, have been over the age of 80. So this is an ageist virus, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, there are some younger people who have died. Yeah. Majority with underlying conditions. So realistically and statistically, Mary, the chances of your children in a playground catching anything or passing anything on to anybody are slim to absolute zero. I think um, it's going to be a time thing for for us in this house. Well, the the girl that's a teacher, she has a serious underlying condition. She fully expects when the school opens, when they do open, she's going to catch it. She fully expects it. But that's, that's her life. That's her dedication. That's what she wants to do. Um, but if somebody has a serious underlying condition, be they a yeah. school teacher, 
they're always at risk of catching other viruses yeah. as well. I mean, we've had influenza since the World War One, uh, you know, which can have devastating effect on somebody with an underlying condition, kill 600,000 to 800,000 people a year. So that can have, you know, problems. So the point well, is... The huge query we do have is there are very few, if any, ma- um, natural viruses that some, some element in the world that exists now doesn't kill it. Like influenza comes in the winter. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. this has no respect for well, we, we UV don't know light, We don't sun. know. Well, well we, we know we we know we do. We we do with New Zealand. They have the highest bouts of cancer in the world. They have a hole in the ozone layer where they are. But scientists have already established that UV light kills it. That's why in no. most of the care homes around China, America, yeah. and everywhere else, they're now putting UV lamps in. So they, they have, have they, they've New established Zealand that. And yeah. it didn't save them. I mean, it didn't prevent it completely. We're finding that this exists no matter what the temperature is. Possibly. That could be the case. We're learning every day, I suppose, Mary, when it comes to this particular virus. But I suppose, as I said earlier on to, to Professor Gerard uh, Killeen, is it not a case that it's just another virus like swine flu, like MERS, like SARS, mm-hmm. like another virus that is human beings? We, we have to live with it. We dodge them every day. We get them oh, every day. We're going to have to live with it. We are. We are eventually going to have to live with yeah. it. So, but at the moment, when you listen to the chief medical officer saying that it's being suppressed in the community, which it literally has, why why would you have that fear when statistically the chances of you actually catching it... It's I, mistrust. I, it's just absolute mistrust. Has the fear been socially conditioned into you, do you think? No, no. Um, I, don't, I think the recognition of lies has been... You know, conditioning. No, I mean, me. I know, but but is it not? It, and I don't want to sound insensitive, on, so please don't t- tell me I'm sounding yeah. insensitive. Yeah, it's okay. It, I, I heard a politician on the radio there about two weeks ago, and he turned around and he yeah. says, "We should continue the lockdown if it saves one life." Now that's a stupid thing to say, right? Because yeah. because in life we have trade offs. We do. I mean, look, we fly planes in skies, and every now and again a plane crashes and five hundred people get killed, and we know that. So we all we take risks. There is a risk yeah. on and, the roads. Everywhere. Yeah, on the roads, we could we could take every car off the road and probably save two or three hundred lives a year and save a lot of people ending up in wheelchairs and, and you know paraplegics for the rest of their lives we, we could save so many lives if we did different things but we don't because we accept there's a trade-off to the way we live as human beings mm-hmm. so in saying that you know i mean is this not the same situation that we have a virus so there's going to have to be a trade-off and the trade-off is sadly that some people may die before their time yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the the problem is at this point in time we have so many issues going on at the same time that um, the normal human reaction is to protect yourself. And I think the thing with the poor black man, uh, George Floyd, being mm-hmm. killed like that. Shocking, I mean, shocking. I lived in New York. I lived in Queens. I yeah. had my first child in New York. And I know exactly. I lived in Queens too, actually, for a year. I lived in in Rigo Park in Queens. But go on. (laughs) Oh, 85th Drive, I was. Okay. Anyway, uh, not far from, you know, where where was it? They have the tennis. But anyhow, I know how they were. In the World's Fair. We said the World's Fair, was it? No, the tennis. You know, they have the tennis every year. Oh, Flushing Meadows. That's it. Yeah. So um, the thing about it is, I know how they're treated. I know um, what they thought of. Um, It's running weak. And I think. Things are going to change now, thankfully. Um, I think there's going to be a reform of the police forces, thankfully. But I think because there are so many things going on in my head that are negative at this point in time, I'm just willing to stay put and calm and wait. But Mary, I'm sick of the negativity. I'm sick. Hmm? Myself, my partner, were talking about this. Yeah. And we're sick of the negativity. I'm so sick of it. 
I'm tired. I, I just, I wish you, you know, any other time you could say, oh, sure, let's just go away for two weeks on holidays and escape this negativity. I you know. can't even do that because Nurka, everywhere is the Nurka same. It's waiting for me. It's been waiting for me for five months. Yeah. Um, and I'm bursting to get away, but I, it's sitting on a plane and actually being in the airport that's actually worrying me. What, that that wouldn't worry me. If, if they said oh. tomorrow you can go away on holidays tomorrow, I will get on a plane. I wouldn't care if I had a mask or not. It wouldn't bother me. I'm not worried about it, Mary. I'm, oh. I'm not worried. I'm 56 years of age. Uh, I'm in reasonably good health. I shouldn't be smoking. I know that. Um, I I'm mean, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm in reasonably good health. I'm not worried about the virus. Look, if I died, I died. It's the way I meant to go. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? But I'm not I'm not that worried about it anymore. I did at the start like everybody else. Yeah. I was panicking like everybody else at the start. And and then I kind of started to realise when I was looking at, at the, the, the actual data, I said, OK, this has been slightly exaggerated uh, around the world. People are dying, sadly. But, you know, yeah. not, maybe not as badly as we thought it was going to happen, thankfully. Um, and I, I just now I'm not I worried. Worry, I just I do worry about people's agendas, whether they promote it or whether they uh, kind of put a lid on it. Or I just it's people that I don't actually trust. I don't. I'm, trust I'm more worried agenda. about people. Yeah. Who are not going to hospital to be diagnosed for cancer? Who yeah. are not going to hospital to be diagnosed for heart disease? Who yeah. are afraid to go into a hospital? I know somebody who works in a hospital and she's fairly high yeah. up in one of the major hospitals in this country and she said it's never been quieter and she's more concerned about people she would normally see coming in for routine surgeries which are life-saving surgeries in the long term and she's more worried about that than she is about COVID-19. Well, I'm worried about the deal they do with the hospital. This is what I mean about I don't trust people's agendas. Mm. I don't think it was for the interest of public welfare or health. I think there was a, another agenda going on there. What do you, and and what, do you, what, do you, what do you think the agenda was, Mary? Oh, it's everything boils down to money now. Everything. Well, well I know money. Everything. Money and comes the into a lot of in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is what, what's it going to cost me? What am I going to make? And that's the bottom line in this country. But you could argue that because this is going to cost the state forty-five billion. Um, this whole mm. lockdown that maybe they weren't that concerned about money and at the start genuinely they were concerned about people's lives it depends on who the 45 billion went to well I mean well the 45 carved out well the 45 I mean, billion has lost two business hospital beds weren't cheap oh well no I, I mean, but you know and who owns those private beds let's, let's just call a spade a shovel here well, 115 million a month was going oh. on private hospitals in this country, and well, yeah. that that stopped on Friday. By the way, that was all. That was all. Oh, isn't that great? How much does it cost then up to Friday? Well, up to Friday, probably in the region of two or uh, two or three hundred million. There you go. Who got that money? Private hospitals. No, oh, no, not necessarily. Yeah, I was. Well, the, well, the rich. The, I mean, Mary, you are right. During this lockdown, the rich got richer, and the poor they got did. poorer. Absolutely. They did. Big time. Well, yeah, well, and the tech, big tech company giants, they've made a fortune. The, the likes of Amazon, Facebook, um, WhatsApp, uh, Zoom, Google. Mm-hmm. They've all absolutely made a fortune, a killing, yeah, literally. Yeah, the misery of the poor. Well, and the thing about this is I don't want to change your topic, but I'm going to eventually be phoning you about this huge thing that came in yesterday, was touched on yesterday, about my children dipping into their pensions to afford the rich. You know, oh, okay. and I'll, I'll ring you again about that, but I don't want to change the topic that you've got going because okay. that would just be disrespectful. And we'll be here all day. I think there's a bigger conversation. Mary, I'm not completely disregarding what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with a lot of what you say. And by the way, I've, a lot of my views have changed over this lockdown and the way the world should operate and the way that wealth should be distributed. But listen, Mary, thank you very much indeed. And I understand. I, I understand there's a fear by many people. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.